0: What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 24th. Merry, happy Christmas Eve, if you partake. And you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Holly Jolly Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto.
1: At this point, all I want for Christmas is for the Cubs not to trade you Darvish, because apparently that's a thing. And I hate
0: it. We're going to get to that. (laughs) And my man, who is a onesie ninja, a COVID ninja, in all red today. Any if you're not watching this live video, you are missing out and seeing K-Fids in a grown man onesie. Um, Mr. Mr. Kevin- Tyler <laughs> Mr. Tyler PJs. Mr. Tyler PJs. Mr. Kevin Fidler.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I figured I'd get real festive. one of Yes, and I'm a grown man that has five onesies in the closet, so I really had to choose between sock puppet monkey, beavis and butthead Christmas, I went with, obviously, Ron Burgundy, but uh, I one well, with cats and lights. It's terrible, but uh, you, know you know what, what? I'm not going to trade? My onesies or you, Darvish?
0: Normally, when someone else says, like, I have to choose between my onesies, I would be somewhat surprised. I'm actually surprised that's all you had. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. then, I remember Beavis and Butthead, though. Yes, and if you're watching the video, as we always appreciate you doing commenting, um, you can see there is another fourth member of the crew this week. We're very happy to have a frequent commentator, frequent commentator, a man of questionable character, a socks math, socks math, and math socks math winner.
3: <laughs> he is an
0: associate for the, the boys, for the boys, our friends from the 108. He is everybody's favorite. Aloha, Mr. Han. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore aloha, Mr. Han. Mr. Han, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me. Looking forward to this. I'm excited.
2: So, we, we figured we'd get you out of the chat and, and all the smart ass comments you throw in the chat. We'll, just, we'll make them live. Oh, yes. yeah. It's really safe I, space in the comments section.
4: And just remember, it is Festivus. And, uh, I, do ha-
0: and I do have some grievances that you guys are going to hear about them. Yes. Good. That's. <laughs> Definitely. We're we're going to get to the grievances. We have a very factual. uh, Miguel in the comments. Yes, I said Thursday because we record this show when it comes out on Thursday. A little podcast magic for you, bud. Um,
2: You're living in the future.
0: We are going to talk about international prospects and signings. We're going to talk about trade rumors, we're going to talk about the Cubs signing all these big names and and we're definitely going to get into some of the grievances that are had here and boy howdy do we got a lot of them Uh, so All that and more, you're probably trying to avoid your family right now, and you're probably drinking in a room by yourself, so we appreciate you. So let's tap this guy.
3: Rebuild of the favorites. we here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball, but we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Yeah. Rick, or or so the whole league that we hear now. Yes. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that Mike might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what waitin for. You can put it on the boy,
0: As always, the show is brought to you by Points Bet. Go download the Points Bet app. NBA season's here. They got crazy promotions. You can player props, the whole nine. College bowl game season. NFL still going on. Points bet. Download the app. Use promo code PINWHEELS to get some free money, some free bets. I'm telling you guys, these you can even you could just not bet regular games like you normally would and just ride these promotions, and you could still make a pretty good chunk of change. So download points bet. And just, Or you could be like Mr. Hans' friend, our favorite uncle, Mr. Delicious, Beef Loaf, and just keep betting the fucking Jets. And they eventually won. So we hey, won a bunch of money.
4: I had a three team parlay Sunday. The Jets, Cleveland. But of course, the San Francisco 49ers had to
5: fight.
0: Oh. oh, boo. There's always that one team. But yes. there you go. So download points, bet, make some money. It's a good time. Mm-hmm you know you probably just blew a ton of cash on christmas anyways get some of that money back uh but yeah points bet promo code pinwheels all right fellas i didn't expect well actually no strike that let me start over again so i and you know they do that like on this day thing on your social media and you get like the memories Mm -hmm. so it was this week last year when they signed keiko
5: Mm-hmm.
0: or the rumors were going around that they were going to say. So I was like, huh, maybe the White Sox are going to do something again. Like, they're definitely a team of habit. Mm-hmm. They, we've seen it over the years. Um, and so I, I didn't want to tweet anything out because people, for some reason, people think I have sources. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just a hunch. And then we found in the news that top-ranked international prospect – Yoelki, Yoelki, nailed it, no one corrected me, yes, <laughs> nailed it, Yoelki Cespedes, <laughs> yeah, Yoelki <laughs> Uh younger half-brother of Jonas Cespedes, who in his prime, Jonas suspidus had a fucking hose on it, attached to his body. That guy had a cannon.
1: Rock legend, Jonas, remember when they were going
0: to him? Yep. yep. The
1: but, pool jumper. Wasn't he the pool jumper?
0: Uh, he wrestled the wild boars and got hurt.
4: Right. No, but when he before he signed with Oakland, wasn't he the
1: one who jumped out of the pool?
0: Chicago fans go nuts over that shit, too. Yes, you're absolutely right. Remember when the Bears drafted that guy and he jumped out yeah. of the pool? And like Gilbert, like,
1: right? Like a defensive tackler, a lineman? Yes.
0: Yeah. Gilbert? Yep. 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 Yeah, people were, like, taking their pants off when that offensive <laughs> lineman was jumping out of the pool. Look at this kid's athleticism. I'm pretty sure he works at Hertz rent-a-car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they like to hire athletes. I, there's nothing wrong with working at Hertz. They just the commercials say they hire athletes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Joel Key is um, the top-ranked international prospect. He's gonna sign with the White Sox on January 15th just because that's when he technically can. Uh, the rumors are two to two and a half million dollars. Um, real quick before I open it up to the table here. Uh, if you're looking for those 2080 grades, like I know you all are, <laughs> I get pumped for 2080 grades actually. He's a 50 in hit, 60 in run, 55 in fielding, 55 in power, and 60 in arm. So consistency, consistency, he's a good player. Uh, and he's a little dude. Like he's wide as a fucking house. The dude's shoulders are gigantic, but he's listed at 5'9", 205. Tank. five 5'9".
4: But there was some vid. There was some video of him posted. I want to say last night on YouTube of him just hey, taking right? some swings. I'm and looking at it right now. Are you looking at it right now? And he looked like he looked like he
2: was just solid.
0: Oh, he's a brick shit house. Oh yeah, Cavs frighten me. <laughs> yeah, his <laughs>
2: lower body. Like he's obviously. I think he's just wearing a speedo, like a whole body speedo at this point. It's like one whole thing of Under Armour. So every single muscle. It- that is – how old is he really? Like, 23? 23. 23? Yeah. 23? Okay, yeah. I, I could buy that. I guess I've seen 23-year-olds at the club look like that here in Vegas. So, But, my God, he's a freaking brick house. Mm-hmm.
0: So, basically, the White Sox are trying to catch lightning in a bottle again. You know, it worked out with Luis Robert. Yep. My fear is this is them trying to justify Adam Eaton as a one-year stopgap, and then they got cheap because this is only $2 million. But if it ter- if it works, then they're fucking geniuses again. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I mean, you got to love the track record with all the Cuban players they've brought in.
0: Oh, dude, we're I gotta start learning Spanish. I I mean, yeah, uh, you're gonna
1: end up going to Sox Fest whenever that comes back and people can actually get back together. And like the entire team is just gonna be Cuban and Eloy from the DR,
0: yes, (laughs) yes.
4: So you just walk in and go, Yabla, yo habla, espanol?
0: yeah, (laughs) because the last Sox Fest I went to. Uh, walking up to Luis Robert is already intimidating as it is because he's a fucking gigantic human being. But when you walk up to him, he's like a super nice, like kind of shy guy, and you're like, "Hey, Luis," and he's just like, he wants to be nice, but he he can't. He knows he can't. He's like, I'm like I'm not even white. I'm pink, and he's like, I there's no way you're. White-ass notes what I'm going to say. I was just like, uh, pitcher, pitcher? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, thank God. Like, I'm not even going to try, dude. Where's magical? Come here, bud. But, but so I'll, we'll open it up to our guest first here, Mr. And When you heard about the signing, you know, now that we've had time to watch the YouTube videos, to look at, read the scouting reports, uh, what are your initial uh, thoughts on this? Well, I mean,
4: I'm all for it. You know, because one of the things you have to do as you get better, hopefully, your draft pick in the in the rounds gets lower. So you're not getting as high a quality of talent. So you have to explore other avenues to get possible impact talent. And this is exactly what you need to do to do that. Now, when it comes to Cespedes, you know, there's the cespedes Colos thing, you know, because I thought Kolos was a done deal.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And then all of a sudden they say Cespedes and – Now that they change, part of the problem is, and James Fox laid this out, they changed the rules on how international money is done. So you can't trade for international money anymore. Right, And, you know, so I think they made a deal with Cespedes, you know, before the rules changed, probably before the the pandemic canceled part of the season and everything else. And they wanted to honor that commitment. Where Where I think they get lucky is, with Colas most of the teams have all their money already committed for the 21 signing period so there's a real possibility he may sit out for 13 months bingo and sign in 22 and again that's a if that happens that's that's just a great a great approach to it
0: i totally agree and uh alex this is a very good point yes alex says not every cuban prospect is going to hit micker adolfo says hello
2: Totally agree. Totally agree. You know, you guys know that MLB Pipeline had him rated first. Baseball America had him rated 12th. Like, Fangraphs had him rated 39th. Yeah. And I think Fangraphs actually used his performance in Asia into their in, into what they were using as their ranking. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, that's a real disparate. Like, it's a, yeah. a very huge mm-hmm. disparity in rankings, I would think, that where some, some – it looks to me like some people in baseball aren't necessarily sold on this individual compared to – where I think, you know, name recognition does go a long way, but the kid is a beast. But mm-hmm. how much does that translate over? Because that really is a huge, I mean, going from being 1 to 39, that's a that's that's like saying, right? it's mean, huge. And that's, and, I mean, that's someone that's actually taking into consideration his performance against other pros in Asia, which
1: it's nobody's going to know. Looking at those uh, international, like, prospect lists, it's like, how are you going to mm-hmm. compare, like, a 16-year-old to a guy, like, Suspense, who's 23, and, like, other guys are, like, you know, a little older. It's so weird, all those prospects, but again... I the point that I was trying to make with the with like the White Sox and and their Cuban connection like yeah Miguel Adolfo, obviously a miss there, mm-hmm. well like Sospenis is like an older guy and he's, mm-hmm. th- there is that disparity that you brought up Kevin you know number one on MLB Pipeline like 39th in FanGraphs. But at least he does kind of have that pedigree, you know, Absolutely. with his brother coming up and being, I mean, without the his injuries. Brother's, his brother's without a the, idiot. white sock. He was like a monster. It's just he kept getting hurt. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working <laughs> on it. He'll have one
2: by the end of the show. Uh, you know who I was impressed with, though? I mean, we're talking about Cespedes, but, you know, and he's not going to be available, it looks like, until 2022 now. But that the Pino guy, uh, Luis oh, Pino, yeah. he's only 16, I think. Yeah. I am like, is he sixteen or
0: is he is he sixteen? Is he Cuban He's, there you go. No, so he's 60.
2: probably twenty. And I'm, yeah. I'm watching his swing, and I mean, he's got a little. Obviously, he's a younger guy. He's just hitting regular beeps, but um, I like this guy. I mean, this guy's you know, when I mean, you're looking at seeds, you got Colas, you got um, you know, we got some of the markets, but the fact that this kid, I'm, I'm wondering what this kid's doing. He might have to wait. He's thinking about waiting until next year. Imagine being sixteen or ish. And saying, mm, even though there's only five picks in the draft this year, this isn't my year. I'm going to come out next year and make more money. Isn't
4: there 20 rounds in the 21 draft? This year? No,
2: but I was saying this, this past oh, year. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Because he's going to be signed before the draft, obviously, if he yeah. signs, if he were to do that with the international stuff. But I just, he's also impressive. There's some really, really impressive players coming from the international community right now. It's
5: mm-hmm.
4: It's
2: exciting to see because it really does change how franchises.
0: <laughs> right. So, exactly. oh, yeah. But I went to school a little bit on Yoelki. I do have to say it like that every time, or I'm going to fuck it up.
1: You so, can just say uh, Yoel.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to call him Yo, because that <laughs> is Makata. Too. too many. Um, but Yoelki, I watched a lot of stuff from the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Vaughn played in that for Team USA. Vaughn had a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um what I liked, and, you know, k you're our resident swing expert, but he goes with pitches very well. He takes what's coming to him instead of trying to force shit. I saw a lot of good, you know, right center gap. I saw a lot of right field line. I saw, you know, him pulling inside pitches really well. I mean, it, it wasn't a very overpowering swing. It was a swing. But, I mean, I didn't get to see – and Mr. Hannon, I don't know if you got – what kind of arm does this kid have? I know it says he has a a sixty arm, which he if he's anything like his brother, like yeah. I said, his brother had an absolute fucking hose. But um baseball wise, have you seen much outside of some of the clips on YouTube or
4: I, I have not.
0: Yeah, either of I I mean, and I think that's just because what's and available.
4: Even on, and even on YouTube, all you're gonna see basically is his swing and maybe him running the bases. That's about right. it. You're gonna they see that
5: yeah. defense.
2: Yep. They're not doing anything. About it. You know what? And, and you look at it too. Yeah, you know what you want to look at. I mean, you're gonna look at where he's coming from too. He's coming from he's playing overseas, which means he's playing in a different kind of baseball than than the American game. And yeah. you can go with me here. He's playing in a league that does value contact. It does value being able to be a, yes. a, a batsmith and having a guy that has the freak strength that it looks like for him. When you, so when you say he's good, going middle, going away. Mm-hmm. That means he's probably been around people who said, you got to hit this way. You, how can yeah. you not use the whole field? But then you mix into that, the, the pride that they take in their defense there. That's Where is he learned? What has he learned in that short time there that he's bringing back to? And I think that's a huge part of this is that he's learned from the different type of pro and now he's going to learn from another type of pro. Yeah. He's been very well exposed to an international style of baseball. And now the, you know, the American style of baseball, at least in Major League Baseball, I think it could benefit the kid a ton. And I think that you're going to see, I'm still looking for arm, but I think you're going to see it I'd hope a decent defense at least.
4: Well, you know, with Cuba, they say Cuban baseball is like what double A. Yep, I think is what they call it. Yeah, so getting him experience elsewhere, I think helps because it'll if he's playing. Where is he playing? Japan, I think. Uh or yeah, he he, Japan? Japan. he
0: defected to the Bahamas to get out of, out of the right. Cuban citizenship. But yeah, right. I think he's in Japan. And so, James Fleck says he's going to start in Birmingham.
4: Yeah, that makes sense. But at least in Japan, what do they teach there? Contact. They teach fundamentals.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, fielding fundamentals, you know, driving the ball the other way, hitting behind the runner, you know. backflip. Yeah, well, you know, he'll, he'll learn from the master once he gets to the major.
2: <laughs> um, real quick. We have Jedi, Jedi summer camp for real. Yeah. Jedi uh, camp.
0: Jason, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this is a baseball podcast. But uh, the, yeah, the odds I, are uh, not great. I'd say
2: I'd say seventy percent.
0: Yeah, I mean Trubisky, th- three straight games with over thirty points. He looks not I would, terrible. I'd Trubisky back, but I don't see Robinson back. No, I think they'll go and get like uh, what's the dude from Tampa? Uh, Godwin? Brady? No, no Godwin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and then but back to he's just a here. plus
2: arm, by the way. He's his, the scouting report is the five arm. Yeah. Colas
0: so, was in Japan, and he only really played in Japanese minor leagues. And, you know, Colas has that whole, what are they calling him, like the Cuban Otani?
1: Yes. Colas has the hype. He has the hype.
0: Yeah, because he can pitch, and he can play the outfield, and he can hit, and he has a very plus-plus arm. And, you know, there's a lot going on with him. I mean, well, go, I mean go ahead. That just yeah.
4: concerns me because there's two different, areas, two different avenues where the White Sox minor league system can mess him
0: up. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. And he's been wearing White Sox gear on all his Instagram lives. And then today he did one after the suspense news and he's wearing a Yankee hat. (laughs) I mean, it's just, yeah, you never know. And I definitely think he's going to wait a year. It would be smart. If I was his manager or agent or money guy, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yo, show.
4: I, I haven't looked at this. And now that you said that I would check and see what the Yankees and the Red Sox have international dollar wise left because
0: that's a very real possibility
4: and another player is Tampa
0: yeah Tampa always does that international yeah uh let's see I'm pulling up the Yankees money here yeah. um Yankees are in the the 4.2 million dollar pool okay for reference the white sox are in the 5.3. Mm-hmm do
4: they have any, I wonder how many commitments they have
0: that I'd have to look up to. Yeah. But
4: yeah, I mean, I mean that's
0: for another day. This the Cola stuff, I mean I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I I guess I don't get as hyped up as other people do um when it comes to him. I'm I'm pretty happy with the Suspes thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good signing. I I hope this doesn't become a trend where the White Sox try to justify not spending on certified major league ball players and they're like, yo, we're gonna go get this kid. First of all, he's not a kid, he's 23. Yeah, Second yeah. of all, there's there's a lot of what if with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just and it well, just scares me a lot.
2: That and to so, what you're I do want to answer little Yumper's question. Yeah. Uh, the answer to this is negative four million. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you know negative
1: four million for their international I mean the cubs are going to get Christian Hernandez. He's like that's a, huge, that's a big one.
4: Did they put that money towards uh, all the construction around the ballpark?
2: I think it was uh, for the uh, to to, um, to the um, count the
3: vote.
2: Oh, pass. Pass.
1: <laughs> but, Kirby I, yeah. Kirby yeah. Oh, I, I wanted the Cubs to trade for Kirby I put Yates 10. ten we you know. talked about
2: him yesterday, though. Uh,
1: but I, then, you know, to your point about, you know,
4: the Sox using, using – The international market to try and avoid paying top tier free agents. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that I always harp on. And I know, you know, Beef Loaf, Wally, all those guys will just say they're sick and tired of me hearing this. First, quit hoping for luck. Make your own effing luck. Right. You know, put the foot on the throat of your opponents.
5: Which now is the time.
4: Oh, well, we heard that you know maybe the Cleveland Indians are going to trade Lindor. That's going to help us. I don't freaking care about that. Make your team better. Go get Bauer or go get Springer or go get someone at that level. The Lind trade was good. I'm not saying it's not. But don't play in the, oh, we'll go get Adam Eaton to play right field. Or let's go get Jose Quintana to be our number five starter. No, aim better. Aim higher. Be forward-thinking, not Mm -hmm. backward-looking. And that's just one of my absolute frustrations with this team because it's always shopping at the Kmart Blue Lake Special.
2: And some people may not get that reference, by the way. (laughs) But But, you want them at the table. You want them at the table, at least. You know that it's not feasible for them to sign every single big name. But you want them at the table. You want to make sure if they're they're serious about this, they're in on everybody because it's time to be in on everybody if it can be done.
4: But I want them to be at the table to actually be at the table, not to (laughs) appear to
0: be at
2: the table. Mm. Yes, big difference. Big difference. Yeah. And
0: again, I brought it up on this show a couple times, but everybody likes to talk about windows. Like yeah. oh, the windows opening, the windows closing. Blah, 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 blah. The White Sox windows opening.
4: The yeah. Tigers
0: are gonna be good. Oh, yeah. But- Give the
4: Tigers a couple of years because they have the pitching. Right. Once they get everything settled there, they're gonna use that pizza money.
0: And they got a fucking manager. Um,
4: yeah. but <laughs> oh oh yeah, wait a second. Now wait a second. I have to ask you, be completely honest. Did you really think that did you really think that Jerry Reinsdorf was going to sign off on AJ Hinch? Be honest,
0: did you really think that? There was a part of me that did, yes. I no. really did just because I told
4: anyone who was listening, there was no chance in hell. Jerry was never going to sign off on that.
0: I know. Fuck. You know, yeah. Uh I <laughs> do drew... really
2: we're willing to sign off on what's that Zolin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, he, the yeah, Royals are more. The where
2: you were at? The, the yeah.
0: Royals are more worrisome than the Tigers. I don't agree with that. I'm more worried about the Tigers. Uh, I think the Royals are going to blow for another year or two. Um, yeah. The Indians apparently just don't like winning. I'm sorry, the Cleveland baseball team doesn't not yeah. like to win, so they're just
1: going to blow that shit no, up. No,
4: that's he- not true. They don't. They don't. They like to win, but they don't like to do what it takes to win it all.
1: Yep. Yeah, because I mean, we don't have to go back afar far yeah. uh, by Cleveland uh, biting you right in the ass. So, say anything you want about Cleveland; their their pitching development is like yes.
0: unreal. That yeah. is, yep. So, and then who am I missing? The twins. The, the twins. Twins are always going to be good. Twins are just twins are a permanent hemorrhoid.
5: Well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're one of, you're one of big sexy's grievances now, and that's fine. <laughs> That's a two-way that's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Don't, worry, don't worry about that.
0: We'll get to that later. Um
4: but you know, but the point is the White Sox are the largest team in this division. Largest North market North team North. in this North. division. They act like the smallest market team in this division. Mm-hmm. Use your size to your advantage. I'm sick of the passive approach they have to everything. Well, maybe if we this happens, we can win. No. You shouldn't be like maybe we can win, go win. And,
1: it goes you know, back and to like just not wanting to, not wanting them to half-ass it. Like last right. year, it was mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, we got where uh, the Sox got Grandall, they got Keichel. It's like all right, you still need a right fielder. There's Nick Castellanos. There's like yeah. Ozuna or whoever. All the other guys that were available. It's like let's trade for Nomar Mazar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yep. year, you get Lynn, great trade. You get like top three uh, rotation arm. And it's like all right, you still need a right fielder. Uh, let's get Adam Eaton. Like yeah. you, you have to strike right. when you have better options. Well, right. looks and,
4: and to Yumper's point where he says, look who the owner is literally doesn't pay for the park and doesn't spend. That's part of the problem. You're right. He doesn't pay for the park. There's no incentive for him having attendance over 1.9 million because then he has to start giving money to the state. Yep.
0: Um, and then I do want to, Address mm-hmm. this because it's an interesting name.
2: Mm-hmm. Would you
0: guys take a flyer on Kirby Yates? I mean, we do have. We'll have the shortest team in baseball if that happens. Five ten. Which again, 10-10. I'm fine Both
4: with the good. lollipop kids, man. They going to come yeah. out singing the song. Was Kirby on
1: passion
2: Because you can't see him because you're so, looking at yeah. your eye level. Well,
1: you My see Your it. legs? You Injured?
2: Like, he had to have feet. been hurt. Yeah, yeah he, he was hurt. hurt.
0: Yeah, he only showed up in six games last year and had an over twelve ERA, which means you But before that. Kirby Yates is one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah. I mean, the last full season in 2019, one one nineteen ERA with mm-hmm. sixty appearances and forty one saves. I mean, forty he was forty one out of forty four in saves. Right. Like he was he was a great closer. Um A lot of it would depend on cost, obviously, per our previous discussion. Yeah. Uh, A lot of it's going to depend on cost. The Sox have a hole to fill. They got a very, 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 very good bullpen, in my opinion. They still need a closer. And I don't think it's easy enough for you to be like, oh, this guy can be the closer. No. Mm -hmm. The Sox bullpen is good because the guys they have fill their roles very well. Yes. Once you move one of those pieces out of that role, it's like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. And it can fuck everything up. So you can't just sit here and be like, Bummer can be the closer. Crochet can be the closer. You can't. I mean, Bummer's a great setup guy. Crochet's a great, fuck you, five, six, seven, and eight inning guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just trade for Kimbrel. Zone No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'll trade Mazzara for Kimbrel. Straight up. You can't.
1: You guys yeah. DFA'd Mazzara.
0: We'll sign and trade him. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs>
4: How did we trade Mazzara for Schwarber, to be honest with you? Yeah
1: so think about yates had just like i guess he had an elbow injury i guess those are scary and he is you know like 33 34 mm-hmm. but you gotta take some lower lower cost risks every
2: every franchise does if you're yeah. going to fit in the window because you've got to hit on a few like th- there's no way you can I uh, me well unless you're the dodgers and you have you know an owner that has balls uh or you're the mets now who has two you know pair of two apples according to scott boris mm-hmm. two b- big apples excuse me <laughs> those guys are willing to take that risk you know, some some but owners, you know, owners, you know they if don't, so you have to, to hit them. Would they be okay, guys? Yeah. All right. So
0: Kirby Yates was on a one year, $7 million contract last year. Ken will. Alex Cole. I wouldn't be mad with Alex on my con. This is no. one of the very super rare occasions where I don't. <laughs> disagree with you.
2: I feel like yeah. he's never even... I, of, I, love I love you. Is this the
0: first time he's <laughs> but, doing this though? Yes, and I love it. And oh, Mr. Oh Hamm, he's just coming on here so he can
4: give me shit.
0: I was going to say, Mr. Ham brings, <laughs> brings them all out. Have at no, it, you I, I just... I think Alex Coleman is fine. I think it'd be great if we brought him back. I, I wouldn't yeah. be upset with that move whatsoever. I just wanted it to be... Solidified. I, we need a solidified closer. Again, I don't want to play this fucking musical chairs where, like, this guy can be a closer. This guy can be a closer. Mm-hmm. This guy – I mean, Calumet was fine. He came in. He did his job. He scared the fuck out of us a lot. <laughs> he, and he works at a snail's pace. And he likes to walk the first two guys to make it interesting. But he still got it done.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean like, – yeah. I know it's just been a slow offseason just because of all the money stuff. And obviously, MLB mm-hmm. team is trying to be like, we can't pay you guys this because of what happened. But, like, there's just no talk at all about any of these guys' markets. No. Like, not, the no, only yeah. thing we've heard for a close is, like, Hendricks wants, like, four years. That's the only thing yeah. we've heard with him. Like, I have no clue how much, like, Alex Calame would even cost at this point. Right. I mean, there's been nothing about
4: Calame. No teams linked to him. No, no terms. Nothing. The only thing you've heard about Hendrix is White Sox and the four years. Mm-hmm. That's the only team I've heard linked to Hendrix at all. Mm-hmm. And what I'm concerned about with the White Sox, because they're great for this too, is they outdumb themselves trying to play the waiting game. And then there's the like like in a football or baseball draft, there's the rush on a certain position, and then they're left standing there, you know, going, Oh, we missed out. And to the point of the bullpen, you want a guy who's done it when you're yep. you're in your competitive window. If yes. you were still rebuilding and you wanted to put, say, Zach Birdie there to see if he could do it or not.
2: That was the time to do it. Yeah. Here's 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 a devil's advocate though. Is there a reason why mm-hmm. there's only really two teams in on Hendricks right now? What is everybody else seeing? Or is, is that it? You know, I could tell you this. You know, talking to Shreve even yesterday, the reliever market is is slow. And he he yeah. said that his agent's like it's slow right now. It's just it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the holiday season too. Yeah. No one's going to sign, but. You look around that New Year's time, you may get maybe a drunk executive making a stupid, you know, on New Year's Eve or something. Ironically, he found out he was traded to the Yankees, recovering New Year's Day after a, a you know a, a New Year's enjoyment night. So, like, it does happen. It's rare, and so you look at these these reliever kind of spots, and the market really is confusing because nobody's really set it yet. So it's it, it's it's a slow moving. You know, you're going to get some of these. You know, you're going to get the signings of maybe some position guys because maybe you strike early before. You know the rest of these as also runs join the join the thing, but sometimes maybe waiting is better. You know maybe mm-hmm. the White Sox are scared that they're the only ones that outside of yeah. his his extension that are even involved, and, it, and maybe it's but not.
4: Remember, but remember, that was also the case with Machado. For the mm-hmm. longest time, it was only the White Sox, yep. and the Padres acknowledged that the only reason they jumped in is because the
0: White Sox couldn't seal the deal. I'm Beautiful. making a rule right now. Oh, It's a no. festivist rule. Oh, We're okay. not talking about Machado or Bryce Harper anymore <laughs> on this show. They will be referred to as Voldemort, and that's it.
2: Can we say Jock
1: Peterson?
0: That's fine. Jock Peterson's is okay. going to be a great right fielder for the Cubs. You want but- to talk about
1: Tati? So, like, what do you want to talk about? Tatis. <laughs> Tatis <Ta-teez laughs> is actually I on my teez. grievous list.
2: It's on my list. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Again, We have to point me. this out, by the way. Zoe and, Zo and
0: let let Tatis. It happened. Let P- it go.
2: Zoe and Pete both have their festivist lists, and they're both both of their lists are on notepads. I I whereas I so have mad. gone to the next, you know, generation. I have mine are on Google Docs. So, yeah. hey, by the way,
4: can I just do this for Yumper based on his last message?
2: That's right.
0: And he was <laughs>
4: because you can
0: find the shock in his
2: eyes. So much um, eyes.
0: Yep. Hold on, I'm writing this down as a new rule. <laughs> Voldemort
2: on the notepad.
0: Yep. I'm literally right. I can don't I need not to really get
2: paste it into my Google. Listen, box. listen. I don't Are need, need to get tech
0: like shamed. Yes, I don't need to get tech shamed by a guy in a fucking onesie. All right.
2: It <laughs> happened though. It did.
0: God <laughs> this is where that's, right my life is right now. This is <laughs> where my life is. But back to Colomay. Dude, Colomay went 12 for 13 and saves last year in the yes. shortened season. Again, mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't as anger-inducing and, like, maddening as it was when he would come out and walk. And he just no – I mean, he's what you want in a, a closer because there's no emotion. He walks the first three guys yes. in a one-run game. <laughs> <and> you're just <laughs> like, oh, oh fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Just gonna get the neck, double play, strike out. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's go. That's it's what like, you want, right? Yeah. Find it's my own goal. mentality. Crash. How many planes keep? Yeah. I, I do
1: have to say that I think plane. it is gonna be a waiting it. game because at this point, I don't think any of the guys you want uh, who are available, I don't think you want to sign them to a long term deal. Do you? Like besides, no, like I don't two think you want to
4: sign anyone to a long term
1: deal until the CBA <laughs> is figured out. Exactly. And, if C- and I'm also an yeah. There's
2: just so many things right
1: now. I don't want to sign Bryce.
2: I got to bring up Bryce Harper though. Look how miserable the Phillies are already in that contract.
1: I mean, this, Kevin.
2: They lost two million dollars. I have to bring up a Baltimore point
0: on that. God bless it. I made the rule.
4: Fucking. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, why do you think, do you think made, I'm a man really of questionable character? Because I, do, yes. I don't follow the rules. I break them. <laughs>
1: <a> f- top <laughs> socks math and top socks math. Yes. If
4: you're here, yeah, this is the socks math coming
1: out. <laughs> God damn it.
4: So, so the whole thing with back going back to the Machado Harper time. The Sox targeted the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. What have they needed for years? The left-handed power bat right fielder. Harper was their white whale, Mm -hmm. and they went the other direction. Mm -hmm. And they lost. And that just is like, you're still looking for that. You could have had it. It was there. I think they could still have it.
0: Get Mm -hmm. on the horn with the Phillies and say, hey. Uh, or you can get a guy oh, not
2: the same no. name, Kyle Schwarber.
0: Oh, no. Bri- <laughs> hey. Bryce is a Philly for life. He's setting his roots. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, believe I really that honestly don't guy. see
2: much difference between his bat as a lefty and, and Kyle Schwarber's. I really actually don't. I, I hate to say that because I know people – it's a big – and he has his ups and downs, but I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. – when he's bad, he's really bad. And
0: Jerry's not dumping no. that money, dude. Nope. Jerry no, Jerry's won't not. be around no. to pay that full contract. That's true. Why do you think oh.
2: why do you think Jerry hired Tony
4: LaRussa? Really think about it.
0: Because they Tony's got pictures.
2: <laughs> hey Jerry, Jerry. Well, I got he pictures. Picture uh, he's oh, had but, pictures taken of him. Yep. But he you, <laughs> but you also think of it what, as why why mortality do you thing. see this at the way? end.
0: Hold on. Yeah. I don't know why. Why do you think?
2: Because
4: Jerry wants to win another title, why? Because he wants to get out. He's eighty-three
0: years old, for God's Mm -hmm. sakes. Oh, you think he's going to do a mic drop if they win? Sell a team, Mark Cuban? No, no, I've never rooted for the White Sox more than I am now. (laughs) That's saying something. That's
4: why. That's why I don't get all this anger towards Tony Larusa being hired. I get it. You didn't get the guy you wanted in AJ Hinch. I get it, but. You should applaud the fact that he brought in Tony Larusa because it's for one reason and one reason only, and that's to win.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, that's I bet right. you if you didn't have the DUIs, people still be bitching, by the way, because people at this point oh, they don't want nothing to do with them. They think that they know better than the older generation. We're at that point where everybody that has too much experience somehow doesn't know anything about life, and everybody else that has zero experience knows everything about life. Guess what, kid? Nothing changes. Yeah. They thought the same well, thing when the they thing. were
4: your age. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is you have to look at the White Sox not as a team that you invested with your heart, but as a business that you think about with your head. So you have to look at the moves they make from a business sense, not from a fan heart sense of it. You know, like with Tony, Tony is there for one reason, one reason only to win. And I know a lot of people were ticked off because Rick, you know, Jerry overrode Rick Hahn. Guess what? Jerry owns the team. He, he wins. Signs to the, the Jacks. This is how corporate America works every day.
2: Yes. That and, I understand. Han has won what? Reinsdorf has won what? So Yeah.
0: I get it. I get points, it. And I mean, yeah, seven. Tony, seven. the reason like, for guys, my my this mm-hmm. I just, I don't think, I still don't think, and I'm going to, I'll be happy yeah. to be proven wrong that Tony DUI's, Whatever kind of human being he is, whatever, I just wanted to see a younger, new-age manager. Now, Tony's a Hall of Famer with a winning track record. Yes. I, I get that aspect of it, and I hope on the field the White Sox mm-hmm. do what they're supposed to do. Now, the reason why I make, you know, snark comments and all shit is that I just think, and it didn't even have to be A.G. Hinch.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I just wanted them to go a little bit more new age with it, and I, I get
5: yeah.
0: that the old school stuff. But you have this young, very fun, very energetic team, yeah. and I know Tony's connected with guys in the past, and I know former players have said that. But I just it wouldn't wouldn't have been my choice. Yeah. I, Can I give then, you uh, one word. I, I why? This.
2: this is my one word. Why? Because you have that young, brash, talented, gifted, swa swagger team. You need balance, and the word is balance. Like there's two you need a conductor on have. a train that can go fast and could go off the tracks if you don't have the proper person driving it easily.
4: Really? And and well, first, we've heard stories that, the car, that there were issues the with Renteria in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, with control issues.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I picture drunk Tony LaRusso driving a train, and I really am scared. I
1: don't think you want Tony uh, dri- leading the leading Yeah, the train.
0: and I get all I get that, and it's just my worry again it's not a disagreement it's just my concern yeah. is that there's a difference between balance and conflict that's and, totally
1: fair and know, was, i, I kinda, just want to see how it plays out i guess I that's all we can you, do and i do get the part of you know he hired tony and why is he doing it because he's trying to win one you know he's gonna do it with his friend he's gonna do it yeah. but like you also have to like back it up with the moves too and we've seen it with lancelin that's mm-hmm. a great, again, great trade but yeah. then. And again, maybe the socks do prove us wrong. Maybe they do go out there and sign someone else, and we're like, holy shit, there we go. They're going right. for it. Right. But I guess we, we still don't know that yet, but uh, I do get though the frustration of like, okay, yeah, okay, you're going for it. You signed, you got Tony LaRusso as your manager, championship caliber. Mm-hmm. Now match it with other moves. And yeah, yeah. It, you're kind of there, but yeah, not right. all the way.
4: <laughs> no, and, you're, you're absolutely right. I would not have thought Tony – I don't think – I don't think Tony LaRussa is the manager of the future. I wanted someone who would be the next great manager, not the previous great manager. But I don't think, you know, if you look at LaRussa, okay, how many managers would he go against where you feel he doesn't have the tactical advantage?
0: None. Slim to none. Yeah.
4: So right there, you have an advantage in the dugout. How many managers do you think Renteria, not to pick on the guy, had? he had a tactical advantage over not many. That's true. You know? So I just feel that I would not have, I, I honestly, I would not have hired Larusa. I would have tried to find the next great manager.
0: And I mean, I think they're trying to do that with the the bench coach and yes, agree. And I mean, that's fine. And I don't, want to keep beating this drum just because I feel like, you know, and it's actually one of my grievances for uh, the 108 (laughs) festivist episode that will be airing live tonight. You should all tune into that as well. Uh, Catching up on some comments. Kevin, Mm -hmm. I know what you're doing.
2: Um, He's a really clever listener. I
0: I mean, is this how they even did it? So Christopher talks about another Cuban guy and then he, I don't know if this is a question or a statement.
2: Um, You're carrying old Christmas tree in your picture. You think we're not strong enough or good enough to handle? But, Basically, yeah, I, I mean, know. I'm all fine with the
0: Cubans. I mean, yeah. I think it creates, again, you know, so much emphasis is put on to the locker room atmosphere and, like, team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, Yasmani Grandal put in his Instagram stories earlier today. It looks like I have to buy more. Some kind of cub Cuban coffee for uh, the pregame rounds because I guess they drink it before the games. Like I got to imagine these guys on the team. Oh wow,
1: we found we find the White Sox PED Cuban coffee.
2: Yeah. Whoa, yep. whoa, whoa, whoa. is it coffee or is it yeah well, well you got well, greenies in there, I'm there it's,
1: it's coffee it's, it. It.
0: it's coffee with greenies in it um, coffee, it
2: is greeny so it really yeah, is
0: exactly i mean um and if, heart. now you said earlier mr hand i bet you a lot of people don't get even know what greenies are um
2: should we should, we, should i explain what greenies are real quick i yeah, mean we can do it in like a minute i can do it in 30 seconds yeah okay so you guys ever take rip fuel from gmc when you were like in college, those okay. of you that are my age, no, yes. Okay. back in the day, you could go to the gas station. They had ephedra at the gas station, and you could say, "Oh, it's going to help your erectile dysfunction and make you really happy and help truck drivers drive late at night." Well, guess what? That's a greenie. It's literally rip fuel. And I used to take two before I'd pitch when I was in college, and I would have to take walks after the game, and I would sleep until I would not fall asleep until like two, three in the morning after throwing you know like seven innings in the sweat. So it is yeah. literally like just basically crack.
4: It's, it's cracking a pill, yeah. 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 And, and they used to, to have it yeah. before playing softball.
2: Yeah, and yeah. If people would take like 12 15 before a game. That's why the major leaguers in the 80s looked like crackheads. They were like yeah, really they had being, they weighed like 12 pounds.
0: There's stories of a literal like big candy dish mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. filled with these greeny pills and guys would walk in the locker room and just paw a handful of these things and pop them like Tic Tacs and then go play. Uh it's the reason why and, baseball, major league
2: baseball doesn't focus on the 70s and 80s in in a lot of senses because this was the this was the cocaine greenies era of major league baseball. Yes. That's why again Doc uh, you know, uh, yes. uh, what is it? I don't know. I was just no, gonna say no. that. I was just I was about gonna high. say that Major League baseball covered over there literally. That's why everyone's so skinny, they're all oh. geeked out. Gerald Dar- Strawberry, Dwight Gooden hey, those were just the godfathers of this. All they were just newbies joining it. Yeah, a lot of people were doing it. it I actually, want a
1: documentary on that. I don't know if it was the 70s or 80s. Like, there's like a big cocaine sting with the pirates, I think.
2: Yes, 80, be a documentary. <laughs> For Doc no, it was like
4: Parker, Keith Hernandez, mm-hmm. uh, Dale Barra, and I can't remember the others. There's a book that was written about it that Chirizzi has talked about before, but Ball I can't Four? think of the name of the title. Not Ball Four? No. Oh. That's the Jim Bouton that's Yankee Steve. wife-swapping thing.
0: <laughs> 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 so, I, I do want to say
2: this. Tom Ricketts in the bleachers. That,
0: <laughs> that fourth voice you're hearing, if you're listening to this as a podcast, is... Uh, Aloha, Mr. Han from the 108. The first time I met Mr. Han is I actually went to the Sox game and I sat down in the 108 section and I sat down next to Mr. Han and I was pretty, I was pretty buzzed up by mm-hmm. this juncture of the evening and Mr. Han went on to just rifle stats at me, and we got in this really good conversation, yeah. but I was fucked up. And Mr. Hand is just, and he started fucking me up with some stats, and I was sitting there, and it was just like, I felt like a kid again. I was just like, holy shit, this dude's making so much sense. This is awesome. <laughs> and then after that, we started talking on Twitter. We've been oh, yeah. we've been buds ever since. We actually yeah. found out we have a lot of mutual friends and all this other stuff. Yeah. But for those of you that don't know, you need to be following Mr. Hand on Twitter, underscore at, or at, at underscore, underscore on Mr. Hand. But Mr. Hand is a walking White Sox encyclopedia. And I love you for it. it. It's the tidbits that you give us, these knowledgeable, it's it's fantastic. And I appreciate when you do that. I learn a lot just from following you, mm-hmm. listening to your videos. So, everyone, I just want to take a break in the mid-show here. Make sure you're following our guy, Mr. Hand. And, yes, again,
2: thank YouTube you. YouTube, too, right? YouTube? Yes. I yep. just
0: started doing YouTube.
4: And it's a mix of stock stuff and then some of the memorabilia I have just because, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody does a post White Sox, nobody does a post White Sox game recap. Better.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Period. Oh yeah, there were a few that were that I've gotten so much feedback about.
2: I like <laughs> the ones you barely remember though. Yes. You had a little bit too much Jack Daniel's. I was going to say, guys, and
0: he's a, poor, a big very, day? Yeah, he's a very big Jack Daniel's aficionado. <laughs> and look at that! Boom! Right on cue. Hey. And he picks up cues very well too. Uh, <laughs> um, and just
4: one more thing on the amphetamines. Remember, no. also in the clubhouse, day for
0: amphetamines.
5: Yeah,
4: <laughs> no, but remember in the clubhouses they talked about the leaded and unleaded coffee because mm-hmm. the coffee was laced with it too. So you had the two coffee pots on on the table in the middle of the clubhouse, leaded, unleaded.
2: Here's oh. me. I picture like again, we, Cubs fans were so used to seeing. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, when he was the Cubs manager for uh, the, the... god dang it, uh, always hungover, shit, yeah, always. You, uh, huh? <laughs> Lou Pinella, <laughs> yeah, Lou, god dang it, Uncle Lou. The best about Uncle Lou. is people forget they see old hungover in the dugout. I haven't shaved. that was pretty rough. We went
1: to like four or five guys that, that could have been the answer to, yeah. <laughs> just true. True. I, mean, I just picture
2: Lou Pinella in the Southern 80s. Franks. Hey guys, what are you guys doing today? Hey, you're just ready to take some BB, let's go there, yeah, and now I like know, you, know, you see him now, he's like. Motherfucker, get away from me. Go hit VP. There oh, we go. I we got to Open my eyes.
0: We got a question for our guest here. Aloha. Okay. When do you think the season starts and what rule changes do you keep going into 2021?
4: I think the season starts around Memorial Day, probably. Hmm. Uh, I think fans will be let in probably around July 4th. Oh. And, and also the rule changes. Uh, one of the things I I think I would think would be awesome to do I like the expanded playoffs maybe not the full size that they had this year but an expanded playoff nonetheless I would to to sort of compress the schedule I would suggest doing double headers on Saturdays twice a month I love I, it I love it, it. I'd use the seven inning model for the double headers you know and you mm-hmm. can and, and I know the owners are complaining about the gate and everything else. Split doubleheaders, day, night. And and imagine how much tailgating can go on at the Sox game for a day-night doubleheader
0: on a Saturday in July or August. Oh, my goodness. Like, my liver just was like, God, (laughs) no.
4: I I think the universal DH is something that should be done, but I think they're playing games with it as part of the negotiation for the CBA.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: You know, uh, I would like to see a 28-man roster to be honest with you, okay, but I, can talk but I would, I would cap the number of pitchers, you know, maybe, maybe make it 14, 14, something like that.
0: Interesting. So you're forcing people to put more bets in the lineup. Yes. I like that.
4: And because you can do a little more, uh, swapping, if you will, that gives a little more flexibility to the teams as well, because if you have a team right now with the 25, 26 man roster, they're carrying 13 pitchers in a lot of cases. You know, you're looking at what 12, 12, 13 guys on the bench, and two uh, there's two catchers as part of that. So your flexibility is re- reduced even more. That's why guys like Lurie Garcia are so valuable because they can play multiple positions.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, this is somewhat breaking news. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Frank Thomas. Yeah, oh, his, his TV show. Yeah, he has his own new show. Mm-hmm. It's like Hanging with Frank or whatever, and his first Hanging guest on the show, Hurt. Hanging with the Hurt, Hanging and his Hurt. first guest on his show is Charles Barkley, and apparently Charles Barkley just there expressed you. on camera that he wants to buy the White Sox.
2: <laughs> That's not terrible.
0: At this point, I'll so, tell you. I a curve. Curve. A curve.
1: Are we so, sure that Charles Barkley isn't like owes uh, some money to like? I was going to say,
0: first of all, I don't <laughs> know if Charles has that
1: bankroll. Well,
4: Harold <laughs> may join in with a group that includes, yeah, wait for it, A Rod and J Lo. Oh,
5: because remember, think yeah, about this. Frankly,
4: Who is, is A Rod's business mentor? Do you know who it is? Big Cat <laughs> from Barstool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Christopher Jerry Walken,
4: Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, <laughs> Jesus, Go here's me. The internet. He that talks one. about Jerry Reinsdorf being his business mentor. Now, mm. I could very much see Jerry saying to A Rod, "If you want to get in ownership, you should, you should make a, a a play for the Mets. You won't get it, but your name will be out there for the next team."
2: Mm. Here's my question: What are the next teams may be? It hasn't been said, but you know he has the scratch. You know he has the. This is someone that else is obviously connected to Charles Barkley. I'm Mm -hmm. sure in many different ways, even probably accidental bodily fluids. Um, What if MJ decided that it was time to come back and Mm -hmm. also stretch out his ownership? Into a baseball team as well, considering how much he does love baseball. Mm-hmm. Is there has there been any discussion? Has has MJ ever even thought about that, or is that something like again? It's like a whoa, there's an I opening mean, now. He are has Burt, a that speaks are to Burt
4: him. Burt and Michael friends again, or are they off this? Week? I think they're
0: friends, okay. And also, MJ can buy the White Sox with the money in like his couch,
4: yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like one year of dividends from Nike he could pay for the White Sox.
1: Like all these guys though, like if they are, if they are going to be like new, um, if they're going to be like new owners coming in, I think they're just going to want to be part of the expansion though. Right. So like whenever that's whenever like MLB gets
4: two more teams. But, like- but you have to remember one thing and I asked a writer about this and I can't remember who it was. So if you're what whichever writer it is, if you're watching, please forgive me. But I said, <laughs> would, you know, are A-Rod and J-Lo legit looking to do this? And the answer I got was for the right team. Because do you see J-Lo wanting to own the Pittsburgh Pirates? <laughs> right.
2: I just see J-Lo. I, I, I lost you. After <laughs> J-Lo. I, you I, I watched to, that new movie. Well, and,
4: really, you basically think if J-Lo wants to be involved, that rules out the Pirates of the world. So you look at, major you look market. at the major markets. And mm-hmm. okay, New York, not happening there. Philly, probably not happening there. Boston, not happening there. L.A.
2: Too close to Jose Canseco.
4: <laughs> okay, uh, not happening there. What does that leave? Chicago. Ricketts ain't going away anytime soon.
1: Thanks for mm-hmm. reminding
0: us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck off <laughs> of that shit.
0: Mm-hmm. So no, that makes sense. I my I mean, holiday
2: down a little bit there.
0: And I always yeah. forgot which team did Ryan Swift tell his kid to sell as soon as he dies. The Sox. It was the Sox. He told me to keep the Bulls, yeah. sell the Sox.
4: He wants he wants to keep the Bulls. The different the reason he wants to keep the Bulls and sell the Sox is because the the salaries are a fixed cost with the Bulls because yes. there's a salary cap. There's not that in baseball, so they know the fixed cost for salary from a business perspective
0: with the Bulls. All right, so we have don't, tease, lot, me,
2: upper. don't yeah, tease me, Yumper. Don't tease me.
0: Well, no, we have a lot of a lot of comments like this for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. That they need a true lead okay. Uh They lost Dexter Fowler. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of Jackie Bradley Jr. and uh, Jared Dyson and Kiermaier. Uh,
4: I honestly wouldn't have minded Jackie Bradley Jr. for the White Sox.
0: I wanted it. Yeah, because
4: you can put him in right field, and on days you give Robert a rest, mm-hmm. he slides right in the center. Yep.
2: Here we well, go. Ahead. The White Sox signing every free agent in all the baseball. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
4: No, all the all the lower <laughs> tier free agents.
2: Yeah, all the lower tier free agents. It's a good – well, it, it, are, are, are they looking for a minor league deal? Then they're saving the Cubs. So point. this week, Zips came out with their Cubs preview. We did the White Sox preview back in early November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zips legitimately compared the 2021 Chicago Cubs squad to the Godfather Part 3. Jesus. Never seen it. If you haven't seen Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone, you would say that's such a terrible comparison, but guess what? The new version is so freaking badass, so I recommend you guys buying it on YouTube or iTunes, excuse me. Very good version of The Godfather 3, much better. Actually, Sofia Coppola doesn't look like a shitty actress. She's actually pretty good. Andy Garcia is the worst. Actually, she makes him look bad, but anyway, with that said, the Cubs projections aren't great. Um... They had oh, a bottom yeah. five bullpen according to zips. They only have two starters according to zips, which isn't wrong. But their their projections, although they did still include Kyle Schwarber in there, um has Javi figured it out if it looks like. Has Rizzo figured it out? Apparently Chris isn't gonna ever figure it out again. So apparently it's the computers.
1: You can blame the computers. It's yeah.
2: twenty four home runs and drive in sixty seven runs, which seems really difficult to do, but um and you're looking at a, apparently a Wilson Contreras. Drop off, which is interesting to me. And obviously, the Jay Hayward. So, you know, the White Sox, when they're looking at it, you had this whole huge jump up because you're going to get Lou Bob getting a better year. You're going to have another Eloy year. The White Sox, I mean, it, just looking at the two zips, like it, it's like Godfather one versus Godfather three, and it's not even close. And it's unfortunate. But how much do you guys put into those zips when you guys are looking at it? And then we can use that as a segue to the Cubs, too. But with the White Sox right now, their zips are like off the charts. Is it you know? And everyone got pissed this week when Tony La Russa said that they're going to be a team that's going to compete, that they shouldn't be the favorites, and everybody they shouldn't got be. Hurt.
0: They are not the favorites. The favorite so, is the team that won last
2: year. Is because, that ahead correct? Ahead. Was he correct in saying we are going to compete, but we're we shouldn't be the favorites? And why does everybody get so mad when a veteran coach who coached one of the best teams in history said, who also probably said that team was decent, but we are not the favorites? Why? Why is everyone so mad? Why did everyone get so mad? It's because people didn't
0: want Tony La Russa. and so they—I mean, Tony La Russa can wink weird, and they're going to be like, "Look how this fucking guy winks!" Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's going to be cool, guys, calm down. Um, well,
1: for, the, the only thing was- I have in the zips and uh, for the Cubs, uh, and it's one thing where you know all the people who always say like "fuck the numbers," "fuck analytics," and it's like with the—I think part of the zips projections is they take back just—they literally just look at the numbers from the past and they project what's going to happen. And what have we said like for the past three years with Chris Bryant? He's been injured. He's been playing through injuries, so that's why the numbers have suffered. And obviously 2020 absolutely sucked for him, so they just took that into account. They're like, all right, this is kind of like a semi-new version of Chris Bryant, and that's why those look down. But, I mean, we've been seeing it with the Cubs for years. Mm-hmm. They have the talent, but they have the same issues, and if nothing changes, we're probably going to have similar things again.
0: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mr. Han.
4: I was going to say, well, with the Zips projections, doing them in November makes absolutely zero <laughs> sense because you don't know what the roster's going to be. Yeah, I mean, they may project that, that let's just say the, the Sox are going to win 82 games. Well, let's say they signed someone like Springer or, or Bauer. Don't you think that projection would go up? Now, if you want to talk about the Zips projections in March when you have a better idea of what the rosters are going to be, yeah, cool. November it makes zero sense because the original projection for the White Sox, I believe, had Edwin Encarnacion in there,
2: and <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: he was already gone at that point. Michael, you, you, Zips, you know, Zips Zips. This time of year reminds me of Ken Palm in May.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys follow
2: college basketball, Ken Palm in May is the same kind of concept. It's like, what are you doing? Like nobody's even signed yet. Like, right. But yeah. I just was wondering how you guys think of that. Because, again, I, today it was thrown in my face from a Padres fan.
1: Yeah.
2: Projections have the Cubs only winning 81 games. Oh, like, Salty? Like I was a little, I mean, they, they me <laughs> my best of it, but
0: Padres well, fans this, joined it. Was it Salty that was getting in no, your face? No,
2: Salty's innocent. It's a, it's a Reddit Twitter account. It has 5,000 followers. I mean, they, hey, good for them, man. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could I mean, use more followers. I'm only at 1,800. If hey, the 100%. basis
0: of your burn or argument is zip projections in –
2: November, November, November,
0: December. like <laughs> yeah. Your argument sucks, dude. Like, no, no, I'm also
2: saying that you, Darvish, was going to get traded to the Padres and the Cubs were going to send cash
0: with that. You. That is the next point I want to bring up because I was actually talking to your boy, Salty, about this because he was getting all – I think he needed to change undies after I brought this up. But <laughs>
5: there he is.
0: Good, Salty. I'm glad you're here. You need to hear this. So the rumor that came out today is on Wednesday is um, that – San Diego Padres are going to be trading for you, Darvish. Uh, Possible
1: suitors, though. Let's not Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. This is the part. That's Possible
0: suitors.
2: <laughs> Damn right, I do. I want bullpen arms. For so, project, cash in a bullpen arm. Mm-hmm. No. You want to sell a young runner up? It's going to cost you. Mm-hmm.
0: As, okay, so Fitz just said what he wants for it. Although, what would you realistically trade?
1: I mean, let me just say, I hate how it was framed. John Morosi mm-hmm. went on LB Network. It's really thought,
0: weird for Morsi, but go on.
1: But I just saw like uh, I just like the one minute thing that they posted on Twitter. and Noticed him talking about it, and I hate how it was framed. It was like you know, if the Cubs need to save money, or like you know, to, if the Cubs are motivated to save more money. We had Evan Altman last week on the show, and he broke mm-hmm. down like piece by piece about how the excuses of MLB losing money is just not true. The Cubs are already going to cut like $40, $50 million from their payroll. They do not need to save more money. Like it's not like they're going to go under tomorrow if they don't get rid of one more dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pissed me off how that was being framed. But in terms of like what you got, obviously you're going to look at the farm system and be like, hey, Mackenzie Gore, come on down. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen because Mackenzie Gore, like from what everyone's saying, he's going to be a stud. And that just seems like a guy who's going to be an untouchable uh, for the Padres. Uh, But they still have, like, four other top 100 projects, uh, Mm -hmm. prospects. Uh, You know, they have uh, the shortstop, Abrams. Yep. Uh, They have uh, another guy, I think he's in the 20 range, too, uh, a pitcher, Luis Patino. Patino. Uh, They have another catcher. I mean, the Cubs have loaded catchers, but if if they want another one, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe you make make Wilson Contreras in a different trade, and then you get uh, Luis Campuzano. Uh, And then they have, like, another outfielder that they just drafted. I forget his first name. It's like, Hassel. Um, but I mean they have guys, they definitely have the Padres have a loaded farm system. If if there's a deal to be done, I don't know again, I don't know why. are, are the Cubs just punting away 2021? No. If that's the case, fucking trade everyone. Because yeah, they're not, they're they're not, they're they're not. Be in 2021. But really? again, I'm not gonna go overboard on this because this was just like it's it's about to be January, nothing's happened in baseball. We've we've had like little crumbles by uh, Jesse Rogers and John Heyman. Oh, you, you Darvish might be on the trade market. There's nothing talking about right now.
4: Well, that's the question I have for you. Are they retooling or rebuilding?
2: Retooling. It's right, retooling. Yeah, all the things it's a one-year thing. They're broke the sh- broken 2021, right? They're, they're not going to be broken in 2022. <laughs> they're not going to be broken 2023. So, that, you know, if you don't have three years of dog shit, you can't rebuild. You retool. And this is the problem that I had with, the, again, no offense. Again, White Sox fans, I'm not trying to insult you guys as well. Uh all of you, I'm not trying to insult Padres fans, but these are franchises that have been a little bit shitty for the last like 10 years, and all of a sudden they're no longer shitty. You guys are good. The problem is with fan bases are that every single player is theirs. They don't understand that the Cubs aren't rebuilding. Um, So you're gonna give them you darvish for and cash for some random Joe Schmo. And no offense, no salty, you you throwing in hey Tommy Fam. What's the point of throwing in a Tommy Fam? He's an eight million dollar contract. If they're trim- trimming payroll, they're not going to trade for a guy, tw- twenty-two million for a guy that's eight million. That's fourteen million dollar pay cut for a player that the next year is worth nineteen million, and a player the next year after that is going to be eighteen million. In fact, you Darvish is a is a steal at a his
1: steal a bargain. That's the other thing that pissed me off. It's yeah. like, oh, I mean, the guys have to unload this contract. That's it's not it's not an all proce. He, he's making like nineteen million dollars a year. He's he's he <laughs> Order, oh my right. yeah. that, God! That, when they, they paid yeah. him a lot,
2: now he's not, so they're gonna
1: keep it. Why not? Um, money. but I mean, in, in terms of like the retooling, rebuilding, the heavy restart, whatever, the, all that. Like, I- if they trade you Darvish, it, you have to just th- restart the whole thing because mm-hmm. if you look again, looking at the rotation, it's you, Darvish, and Kyle Hendricks. Oh. And then it's like, who else? Because, like, yeah, we talk, Alec we talk about Alec Miller. We talk about Alec Miller. Talk about Alec Mills and like Edward Owzelay, guys who like you think are going to start the year, in the, but like they're yeah, not guarantees. They're not guarantees to be in the. Ad, Edward Owzelay, like there's durability questions. Alec Mills has started like 20 games in his career. Like, how far are we from the Braylon Marquez era? Braylon Mar- that's the thing. So like, are they so just going to go? Sure. Are they going to be like, you know what? We're going to just ride it with all these young guys now. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, all right, fine. If you're just gonna if you're just gonna like gamble on all your young guys again, and you're gonna retool, and you're you're not gonna re-sign a couple of these guys to long-term deals, and you're gonna go with Rizzo, you're gonna go with you're gonna I mean they they have to pick I guess between Bryant and, and Baez, okay, but I that's that the frustrating thing is I, I don't know the direction yeah I can't tell like they're signing guys like Matt Duffy they picked up Philip Irvin off waivers it's like all right like so you're adding pieces to add to your bench you know, to, you know, get that bench bat and backups a little better. So like, are you just going to run it back or like, but now there's the Darvish talk. I have no clue what the direction of this team is right now. And it's just
2: frustrating. You know what it is though too, Aldo? And and we've seen this, this is the, th- what? the third off season in a row. Three off seasons ago, Theo Epstein said that we will listen to anybody that has, that wants to call. We mm-hmm. will, no player is untouchable. Everybody is on the table if the offer is right. From that moment when Theo said that, Chris Bryant was on the trading block. <laughs> Wilson
1: it
2: keeps going. You know why? Because there's nothing else to do but read tea leaves. Just because you would be a shitty ass GM if you didn't listen to every phone call for any player on your roster. You'd be you'd be you'd be you should be fired for for mm-hmm. for failure of duty. And that's what these people do. And this is what CAP does, this is what Morosi did. They read through the obvious point of the Cubs listening to every single person and they go, Oh, you Darvish would get them maybe a few prospects back. And all of a sudden you have a story that takes legs that has no realistic. Nobody's called. There's no reports of actual contact between the Cubs and the Padres. Just like there was never any contact. I mean, the Braves may have kicked the tire last year for like two seconds and they pulled out. There hasn't really been a substantive, substantive um, um, offer from any of these guys because The Cubs are smart. They're not going to give them up for nothing. You either again. They said it with you, Darvish, and actually in one of the tweets said, "Yeah, the Cubs are asking for Babe Ruth now, not dead Babe Ruth, who's dead and (laughs) posed and laying in a grave, but like Babe Ruth in his prime." And well, didn't they just have Babe?
1: You're asking for a Hall of Famer. Yeah,
2: they just they just DFA'd Babe Ruth.
1: You could have him for (laughs) almost nothing, guys. You can have him. But I, I have to ask you guys
4: as Cub fans, because one of the things I'm hearing you explain sounds very much like the White Sox model from the past, where it was never rebuilt. It was retooled and go get these second tier, third tier guys to sort of plug and play, but it never worked. And Translation, sells tickets. Yes. I mean, that's why you go get a Ken Griffey Jr. or a Manny Ramirez or, you know, Whoever whoever side was, show. You know, the sideshow of it, you know, and not address the real problems of the team. And one thing I talked with Beefloaf about, we were talking about is you know, people ask, how was Kenny able to have that team win all those years with no farm system? The reason he had no farm system is because they had no real money to spend, so they were using prospect capital mm-hmm. as capital to fill holes. And I just see the Cubs sort of starting to go down that path with that business model. I don't know
5: like they, they, they will,
4: hole,
2: but I see it. Like, I don't like when you fill holes just to fill holes. Right. How uh, you get syphilis, which is like apparently, according to Secession, the myspace space of VD. So you don't want to do that. I um, was really one of the funniest lines I've seen on TV. Sorry about that. Been watching that lately. <laughs> now, when you were talking to Beef Loaf, was he or was he not eating a McRib?
4: Oh, of course he was
2: eating a McRib. I
4: think he had polished off three while we
1: were taking it. has to be sponsored by McDonald's, right? (laughs) I had one yesterday. The amount of McRib that that Beefloaf consumes. Um, No, you're completely right. And it's weird because the Cubs are, you know, obviously the Cubs, they brought up their entire core, and it's mostly Mm -hmm. the position players who were once top ranked prospects. And, you know, a few of them have had down years recently. And, you know, now they're deciding on who's going to be the future and who's not. But they're also stuck in that in-between year where they do have – like the Cubs farm system isn't that far off from like once again having like four or five guys who are like you Mm -hmm. know legitimately like top 75 prospects in baseball. But they're not there yet. They're still that one- to two-year gap. You know, like Brennan Davis. Mm -hmm. Everyone like loves Brennan Davis. They're like, you know, this guy can be like the next like all-star level outfielder for the Cubs. But he's like what? He's like 20, 20 years old right now. Got drafted out of high school two years ago. Uh, you know, for pitchers, we saw Braylon Marquez, that hype, like he's mm-hmm. like, like, but even with him, it's like, well, can he make it as a starter? Or like, is he going to be a reliever? Uh, they have other guys like, uh, like a Cole Franklin, who's like another like power throw uh, reliever. Corey Abbott was added onto the 40 man roster. And yeah, like they're just in this in-between state where it's, it's in between in the minor league system and their major league roster. And we're just in the phase of, like, they're just going to keep running it again. And, like, just hoping these guys get good or, like, just get back to how you were. Are they going to do it? Like, I don't know why anything from the past. I, I Like, 2020, that's just, I. for most of it, I don't really, like, take the performance of, like, what happened. For the most yeah. part. But, like, so, like, 2018, 2019. like, you know, is Baez going to be his 2018 version? Or is it going to be, like, his 2019 version where he was, like, not as good? is Brian like Brian I 100% still believe in Brian like can he stay healthy can he like avoid the weird injuries like that's ah. and then the pitching and again as mu- as much as I love like some of the arms that they do have in the minors we don't know like we don't we no. don't know what they have like, you never do you yeah. never do until they actually get up here you and perform. Never do. and again they have 40% of a starting rotation rate so
0: so as we have now eclipsed the hour mark K-Fed, would you like to start with one of your your grievances that you'd like to? Should, should,
2: should we go? So we're gonna do this in a round. Is this gonna be a grievance in the round? Five grievances? Just we can
0: just go like rapid fire round robin. Okay. Okay. Go for it. I'm
2: gonna go with I'm gonna go with um low hanging fruit. Um, this year, <clears throat> I, I mean, I usually kind of I've actually given it to him pretty much every year um, for a long time now um, since like the mid 90s. But uh, my first uh, my first grievance uh, <clears throat> goes towards an individual who's always unabashedly hateful towards the Cubs, who showed his real colors this year when his hot mic captured how he views San Francisco and the members of the LGBTQ community.
5: <laughs> nothing,
2: nothing will be more satisfying than listening to the former disgruntled Cubs broadcaster eat hot shit after he KB hobbled off of Michael Lorenzen to drive in the three in the bottom of the seventh, or top of the seventh, down one in Cincy. He's a tool bag never to be seen. Shoot him into the sun. My grievance is airborne. Um, I would definitely like to air my grievance with Tom Brenneman. I'd also like to uh, apologize because I did—I made a comment earlier tonight that I guess went out over the air that I'm deeply ashamed of. If I've hurt anybody out there, I can tell you how much I say in my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith as there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run. A 4 ball game.
0: There it is. All right. Ben. Mr. Ham. Well, I'm a man
4: of questionable character, so I don't have to worry about saying any of that crap. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> my, my first grievance goes to
0: you, Father Zo. <gasps> I feel like <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to get a lot of this tonight. Yeah. For, for the, <laughs> Holy cow! We live
4: so close, and you've never invited me to golf with you.
0: So, oh, wow. wow. That is on me that's on me i'll wear that i'll wear that i'll wear that i'm Mm -hmm. hopefully i'm not gonna make excuses here but we are in the middle of frigging pandemic but i do go i go solo a lot i go golfing by myself a lot by the the way free golf
4: tomorrow at carriage greens if you're up for the 50 mile an hour winds and stuff,
0: I don't have North Pole like expedition gear to put on to go golfing. It's supposed to be cold as fuck. If you oh. really
1: want to know what it's like to golf uh, during the British Open, go out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> that's fair. We we will remedy that. Um, Pre show, Mr. Han showed us the White Sox putter he has, which is probably one of the cleanest White Sox memorabilia it's, it's that I've seen. It's never been used. It's clean. There you go. You pull in
2: from with your wedge. That's why. Great yeah, news. Mr. Han-, Mr.
0: Han only hits hole in once. ones. That's no, right. Never but uses putter. Just like Happy Gilmore.
2: That is <laughs> That is a smooth putter. Mine is actually right. a 10-iron, so I, I can't judge.
4: Yeah, but if you saw my Bet-Nardy putter, you wouldn't think that was smooth. You no, know, Bet-Nardy putters are... Mm, mm. That's yep. and,
0: and that's homemade. That's Chicago based company support yep. local businesses. Actually, they're in Tinley Park, but still. Um, I have a very long list of grievances here. What do you guys want
2: baseball or non baseball? You, you know, because you have to save some for the 108 podcast as well. The we don't want to spoil it all, you know, mm. on, on, on your own podcast. You don't, you know, little old us, but you know, you can you can you could share some with me, and Aldo. Yeah,
0: it's um,
2: not we're not gonna, we're gonna judge the, the intern.
0: Okay, here's one. I catch shit constantly because I think this, and I. if you give me shit for this, I have grievance with you. The Cubs and Sox aren't rivals. They're not. They're not in the same division. They play each other three times a year. It's not a fucking rivalry. I'm going to stay with that. This is good because I'm coming out swinging, and it's going to get me more fired up as the night goes on. I got, I'm got. i on the 108 show in three fucking hours, so i got to keep up this uh, energy. But <laughs> I don't think the Cubs and Sox are rivals, and people that have a problem with me thinking that, I this is my grievance with you. Bravo.
2: I'm okay Ch- with that. though. I still like our Chug Chug, chug, chug game. It's fun. Yeah,
0: it's oh, fun I'm- when they play each other. Yeah, you can talk a little shit, whatever. But like the people that treat this as, as, as like the the biggest rival, they're not even the White Sox like fourth biggest rival.
2: No, and, and well, and and, and say, do the Cubs really give a shit about the White Sox over the no, last five years?
0: And vice versa. And it, we've lived in an age now where like they don't give a fuck. No one on this no one on either team like gives a shit. Yes, Alloyd right. plays it up because I think he knows like there's marketing value in that. Mm-hmm. Like I used to play for the yeah. Cubs, I was part of this trade. I hit a game winning home run against the Cubs in Wrigley. Thanks Cubs. You know, it was a great call, whatever. Yeah. But like the the way these people get psyched up for this, it's like I get more pumped for a late season like four game series changed. with the Twins. Yes. Yeah. 100% <laughs> yes. Can I also say this I, yeah. I agree with this
2: without like actually making it a grievance but the the new generation of baseball players don't give two shits about rivalries first off Fuck. you know why because no because they have played enough games against random ass people in their club scenes in their travel teams mm-hmm. in their you know their amateur leagues blah 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 they're playing 100 115 games a season and then they're hanging out with these dudes after the game's over mm-hmm. they're now pros can kick your ass on the field and then hang out with you afterwards. Like the old school pros, yeah. like Green Bay Bears, someone breaks someone's fucking finger off and then take them out for dinner later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just n- none of that exists anymore. So these young players, mm-hmm. we see it at the high school level. We're playing our ultimate rival. The, 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 the Again, the same program that we fought physically with hands multiple times in past occasions. And now at this point, they're like, oh yeah, I know Billy over there. I know Joey over there. I know went yeah. homecoming with these guys, but nobody cares. I will and say when it comes to that in that sense, mm-hmm. but pride in your team matters. And it's so That's I think fine. that less players care about rivalries in general. I than- did
0: laugh when Aloy put that Instagram picture up the other day of him and Glaver and he marked off all the Cubs shit. Like he put black <laughs> lines all over the Cubs gotta shit. Go look at that. That's did. cute. But,
4: yeah. There's two things I would say about that. First, to your, your thing about the rivalry. Yes. They don't care because they view, you know, I'll use Yankees and Reds, or I'll use Cubs and Cardinals as an example. They don't view them as enemies because, hey, if I'm a free agent next year, the Cardinals may be one of the teams bidding on me. So I don't want to close that door. It's not like back in the day when before, you know, you had free agency and everything else when you were sort of a servant to whatever team you were on. You know, it's a totally different model. And second, the rivalry thing, it's a case of simple math. I consider a rivalry game where there's two games on the line when you play, not one. Meaning Mm -hmm. if the Sox and Twins play –
0: Perfect way to put it. If the Sox and Twins
4: play, there's a two-game swing. Either you gain a game in the standings and a game on them
0: or vice versa. Okay. Aldo, you got anything you want to get off your chest?
1: Uh, One thing, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Beef loaf every year, every time that the McRib is out – He's on here twenty four seven. Hey guys, I'm eating two (laughs) McRib, McRib's. Guys, I just finished my tenth McRib of the day, so (laughs) I've never, uh, like, I don't know why, like that. I mean, the McRib has been out for like years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Had the first one a few weeks ago. You didn't like it. It is the most overrated thing of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's mm getting spicy. Getting spicy. I something more overrated than that. So beef loaf, enough. Stop, <laughs> stop, to- stop with your stop with your McDonald's McRib <laughs> propaganda. Oh boy, it off the timeline.
0: I'm glad you guys are picking fights that I'm going to have to answer to in about two hours. <laughs> oh, oh, there he, is. he, is. There 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 he is. is. There he is. There you go. People, there he
2: people, is. People, <laughs> I got the McRib for you for the first time. What is it? Yesterday, but out of respect for you, first time since college. And after I took three bites, a I felt my soul leave my body. Secondarily, my testicles shrunk. I also realized erection was not going to happen for at least 24 to 48 hours. There's pills for that. It's true, but I'm not going to, I'm organic. So I was just going with, with a beef pressed rib sandwich. And best thing about, you know, the best thing about the McRib sandwich is the fact that it is a COVID test. You can try it. If you don't taste it, and it you taste yeah, great to you, you probably that's have COVID. You have no that's taste. Oh, no thing. And then the you point. smell your I hands later. Anything, so it smells like had shit. <laughs> the McRibs are COVID test. Holy shit. Your hands smell like McRib <laughs> for like fucking five days. So if you don't smell your hands after five days that smell like McRib shit, guess what? You have COVID. Period. Oh this is from the COVID ninja.
0: Oh, yeah. Kevin.
2: That was a COVID. A house of COVID. A house of learned doctors in COVID, and I'm oh not COVID. That's so probably I just, just a character. I, think so I, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. I think Beef's trying to match. I think Beef's trying to match uh, King Nam with uh, between
2: hot dogs and McRibs.
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: Jesus. You know what? You know, I would respect Beef Loaf if he would eat two McRibs, but he would take the French fries and put them on the McRib and eat them all together at once. While pouring I think he's off. done that. Yeah, I'm sure that's been done. I think he's done that. Because you all could right. at least mask a little bit of that. T- it was bad. Although you are so right on that.
1: No, no that's the thing, Kevin. It, it's it's a bad COVID test because there's no flavor at all. Like, you can't taste anything. So oh, you no, I think terrible. you have COVID if you eat a McRib. It, so so that. I want to hear one of your non-baseball grievances. <laughs> oh, buddy. <sighs> um... This one, your, your best one. Give us your best one here. All right, I got a grievance with
0: fucking Red Bull, all right? <laughs> I drink Red Bull every goddamn day, and my favorite flavor was the red cranberry. Can't find that anywhere. My backup was the orange soda one. Can't find that anywhere. So basically, some dude at Red Bull sat in a marketing meeting and was like, you know what all the flavors people like? Get rid of them. We're only going to keep the peach, the nasty yellow, and some coconut shit. I just I have a grievance with Red Bull.
2: <laughs> Dope. Your grievance is almost identical to my dad's grievance, except it Dead. was Pop Tart.
1: Zo, so, we actually my know you can, can talk to Red Bull about this. Kevin, Chris Bryant is sponsored by Red Bull. Did you know, it. it him guys, on Ripple, the sucks. Ripple sucks?
2: Ripple sucks. Sorry, Chris. I you like know it. what rocks Rockstar. Rockstar, double caffeine, blue, no calories, blue can. I will give property. Sorry about it.
0: So I'll Red, Red Bull. This winter edition Arctic Berry. I'm forcing myself to like this because this is all that's left. And you know what this tastes like? You know what this tastes like? This tastes like when you get a shitty fucking snow cone and Mm. all the syrup goes to the bottom of the little paper cup. And you're like, fuck it. And you drink the syrup. That's that. This is that in a can.
2: Which pop car kind? So my, my, my dad, I call him Pappy, like Popeye's dad. Uh, he, Pappy, Pappy eats like, since I was at least, you know, actually, I think it's probably since I was born, um, he eats toasted pop tarts and a glass of milk, blueberry pop tarts, no icing every night before bed, takes the crusts off, feeds them to the dog. And when I was a little kid, obviously he would like, you know, like we would watch baseball highlights or talk baseball. And he would like, you know, I was like four years old, he'd scratch the back of my head or whatever. Like I was a little dog, I guess, apparently, because he had me in a cage, but, um, he would have these pop tarts. And they would be blueberry Pop-Tarts, but no icing. And as, obviously generations change, they needed more. We got now blueberry Pop-Tarts with sprinkles. You cannot buy blueberry Pop-Tarts. Just plain. Mm-hmm. My dad even now has to, he tries to special order them. So now apparently my mom has to scrape off the like, she tries. It's a terrible. It really is just scraping off. But yeah, you know, I know. And yeah, that to me is like that is the is devil's cum donuts, which was one of my Festivus complaints. Devil's Crumb Donuts from antimons no longer serves the Devil's Crumb. They don't have it. They have all these other donuts, but they don't serve the chocolate Devil's Crumb Donuts. Now, I used to eat those in college. I would actually grab a whole thing and eat like the whole case. But that's missing from the world today, too. So you're Rockstar, Rebel, Red Bull, but you should drink Rockstar, by the way, because it's mm-hmm. stronger and way more powerful than. <laughs> A method myself
1: please. yeah i I'm,
0: i mean i'm partial to crack but just yeah. have the
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so um, i'm gonna roll with this one i okay. gotta do it you ready
0: i'm guessing it has to deal with the short bald guy
2: short guy no that's the next one that's after okay. this one all right this one is anti-shifters oh. anti-shifters Ooh, elaborate Those of you that believe that to fix baseball, we must tell defensive players where they should or should not shade a player they're reading who has flaws in their swing and can't adapt to wherever the ball is pitched. We're going to tell them they can't go any further than a certain distance away from their set position. The beauty of baseball is the freedom to move a center fielder on top of second base in a bases loaded jam in the bottom of the ninth When you have to keep a double play in order and don't want to give up the sack fly. Those of you that are anti shifters are anti democracy. You are fascist pigs. Holy fuck. Um, Not really. I'm just kidding. But I just went there because it's (laughs) really political. Jesus. Um, (laughs) But the fact is, we need to keep shifts in play. You know what? If you can't hit, adapt or die, bitch. Here's the defense. If there's a dude not playing third, turn on the baseball. Throw a bunt down. If there's nobody playing right field in the right field corner, absolutely sit back and drive a baseball the other way. If you can't, you're not good enough. We should not change the game because people are not good enough to adapt to the game. The game stays the same. The players need to adapt. So anti-shifters are worse than anti-vaxxers, but not really because that was oh. just hyperbole.
0: All right. But the uh, anti-shifters
2: are my anti-vaxxers for baseball. That's what that they look go. like.
0: Fucking turn quick. Uh. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would like to uh, apologize for the things that I said. Uh, but there's a
0: <laughs> Mr. Han. I don't know how you're gonna follow that one. <laughs>
2: oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry what I said. I'm ashamed of what I said. And I pride myself on I think of myself as a man of faith, but mm-hmm. as there's a deep drive into left field by Castianos, that'll be a home run. <laughs> there that'll you make go. A <laughs> ball game. <sighs>
4: Setting the bar high, I hope I don't shoot myself in the
2: ass for that. I said all due respects. I thought I was safe.
4: (laughs) So my next one is to the White Sox fan who feel the need to go on to Twitter and talk about how much they hate Jerry Reinsdorf and how Jerry Reinsdorf is Satan and he's the root of all evil and any other way you want to describe it. I'll just say this. If you hate Jerry so much, why do you give him your money? Separate yourself from him. Life's too short to go through feeling that way about someone.
0: I could do it. I got. It's funny because on my list of grievances, I have people who stick up for Reinsdorf. (laughs) I'm not even kidding kidding you. I'll take a picture of the list so you can see it. But it's on there. People that stick. Same
2: list. Except it's people that stand up for Donald Trump. Yeah,
0: people that. You need to take a lap because you gotta get all this political shit out of your system. Yeah. Um, but I just—I guess I—I guess I guess i should not say people that stick up for Reinsdorf. I should say people that get mad when they think Reinsdorf is gonna do something differently. Mm. He's yeah. done the same thing for fucking thirty years. Yes, that's why. That's why I don't get why people were shocked
4: that he didn't go with Hinch, Yeah,
0: and he brought in Larusa. Uh Peter, this is a Cubs and White Sox podcast. We talk about both.
2: Well, to make you happy, Peter.
0: Don't do it, Cub.
2: I have I have three more grievances. I'm not done until I get my three in, by the way. There's uh, three and pre-written on Google Docs, just like you're an envelope. And I don't get to be invited on the 108 because Cubs Twitter hates me, apparently. So even though Twitter we had Evan, on, you should be on the 108. I should, I would love to, I would like to be on the 108 tournament. I want to be a, I want to be a bracket. I want to just get random people to try to yeah. vote for me, even though they I know who the that, hell I am. I want
0: to try use, uh, the Flo? people, who, the people who stick up for Ryan, so if, I'll just use that as my turn. Go ahead, Aldo.
1: The, every team, no, specifically Cubs fans who comment on every move, and they're like, well, before it would be like Theo's League, now it would be like Jed's League, or like Cubs <laughs> World Series when it's like just a random minor league signing. It was funny the first hundred times. Like, not every movie is going to be a blockbuster free agent. We get it. It was funny the first time you said, you know, the Cubs signed a guy to a minor league deal, and you commented, you thought you were the funniest person ever. And you're like, Theo's League or, you know, Cubs World Series. (laughs) Let's be slightly more creative. Um, And yeah, that's just slightly more creative Cubs.
0: Get a new phrase. Get Get a new phrase.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sh- Don't worry. I'm sure the Cubs have like a new dumb marketing thing that you can make fun of, yeah, right, hashtag.
0: Kevin?
1: Whatever, Better whatever hashtag. hashtag they're gonna have in 2021. I'm sure that's gonna be terrible. Everybody Real quick, yes or no,
0: Brad Hand for the, for the Cubs? Yes. Okay,
2: but that it won't be happen Cubs because he's gonna actually, be
1: actually be worth money. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind. Brad Here's the
2: Cubs hashtag for 2021. Hashtag spend less. Win more, somehow. Long <laughs> one. But that's that's a how
4: hashtag. people get bigger bonuses. Time left, win
2: more. Hashtag umbrella bonus.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, hashtag I'd be happy if the Cubs won worth more, um, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. Go, All Kevin. Right,
5: go, Kevin. Okay. All
2: right, so you guys get a choice. All right, so one through three, I have three still left. So you guys and now they're not in an actual order of importance. So you guys can choose now. Do you want number 1, number 2 or number 3?
1: Number 2. There you go. Okay, for me.
2: <laughs> Mike, this one's dedicated to you. <clears throat> Stop saying well north of 200 million you bald fuck. Okay? Stop doing post game videos with Walmart gloves, Walmart footballs. Stop holding water for ownership. Get your own, get over your obvious grudge towards a player that didn't give you the time of day because you're not fucking cool. Give truth a chance instead of being a PR mouthpiece for the exchange of access to the Chicago Cubs baseball organization and be a goddamn journalist, you son of a bitch. There you go. Speaking of Grim Reaper, (laughs) the Grim Reaper. And when I say the Grim Reaper, Duck it up, Cap. You got a shitty ass glove. Guess what? The Bryants don't like you. Get over it. Guess what? Your fake lie rumors will not float. Never got a country. take that. Two hundred million plus. Bye, Grim
0: Reaper. Take that. All right. Uh, Mr. Hand, you have the position of behind. You're like the the number well, three that about David right Yes,
2: I do like your basketball in uh, your coverage. So we're cool. <laughs> Yeah. You know basketball. You're not a basketball. You're not a baseball guy. So shut up with your plastic glove. I'm done. Sorry.
4: And by the way, for you guys, there's a new thing called Coke Energy. Try that.
2: Coke. Oh no, I did it. Wait,
0: what I don't. when I
2: was in college. Wait, that what? was
0: Really, really syrupy. Maybe I got a bad one. Yeah, I don't know. Go with the cherry. Rob. All right, Mister. What else you got?
4: All right. So I'm going again. I'm going after the a certain set of White Sox Twitter, and that would be the Hanbots, Because whenever a move is made, it is, it is either considered a Kenny move or a Rick move. And it's obvious if it's a move they don't like, it is a Kenny move. If it is a move they like, it is a Rick move. And further, I will say this. You exploded when Jerry overrode Rick Hahn about the hiring of a manager. But you did not say a word when it was acknowledged that Kenny Williams is the one who wanted Adam Eaton, thereby overriding Rick Hahn. You can't have it both ways. Shit or get
0: off the pot. Either complain about it all or shut your mouth. I can dig it. I can definitely dig it. Um. Oh, people that tell other people they're not a real fan. Mm. <laughs> fuck you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, people are fans in different levels, but, like, if you can't name the starting lineup uh, from the White Sox game on July 22nd, November, or 1972, you're not a real fuck, – go fuck yourself. Fan resumes yeah, are lame. i
4: playing first base. Bill Melton
0: was at third. Okay, I know Mr. Hank will <laughs> <can> do it. <laughs> yes. But, Guys, yeah, the real, the real fan shit, fuck you. And also, people that feel the need to, like, give fan resumes –
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Go fuck yourself
2: <laughs> So look I'm sorry I feel bad Look I made a comment Earlier tonight I pride <laughs> myself On being a man of faith And I said this About the Cap But um, You know As there's a drive Into deep left field By Castellanos so That'll be a home run That'll make it a 4-0 ball game Fuck yourself Cap Sorry about that I just had to throw that Back in there again we
4: gotta, throw, we gotta throw a Take that on top of it There's a take that That's, that's what he That's, that's what he, that's, he says All, all morning me. on the radio That's his <laughs> thing <laughs> Whatever. Guess what gonna, I don't like,
1: do. Like, that sparkles. Yeah, sparkles. sparkles.
5: You hate uh, that sparkles.
1: Although, what do you got? I'm buddy? gonna pass my time to Kevin. Go, Kevin. Yep. You have two more. <clears throat> yep. Number one. Well,
2: I still have I have two more left.
1: yeah, yeah so go, go, go number, number one. one. Oh, you want a number one? Oh, god. Yeah. Number put it on.
2: one. order, but all right. We'll go there. Uh, it's the Christmas time. It's the Christmas season, and um, well, this is the time of year where uh, 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 we hear this time-aged story about a grown Grinchy individual who sits in his bed on his Eve and is visited by the ghosts of three spirits to teach him about the spirit and the beauty of Christmas. And so for me, my number one, number one festivist grudge is with, of course, Scrooge McRicketts, who this year will be visited by the ghost of Christmas past You won a World Series. You didn't meet your wife in the bleachers. You can suck it. The Ghost of Christmas Present. You're broke, but you're worth $3.4 billion. And then the Ghost of Christmas Future. I'm going to sell all our best players and still trick fans into buying tickets to come stay at our shitty-ass hotel when we can't put a winning product on the field. So, my festivist grudge goes towards Mr. Tom Scrooge McRicketts. Your wife didn't meet you in the bleachers, bro. I
0: had a feeling that was coming Mm -hmm. um all right mr (laughs) ham it's in the bleachers what's your uh one more from you mr ham
4: okay i i did not have this one written down but i thought of it during the course of this Mm -hmm. so for the this goes out to aldo and (laughs) and the k because you sat there and talked about how the mcrib was one of the worst things you've ever eaten. And nice. it was a COVID test and everything else. Yeah. You are wrong. You are dead wrong. If you've ever had the opportunity, I suggest don't. But there is nothing that compares to badness as as Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. Oh, so that bad. is freaking awful. That's and so is bad. worse than the
2: McRib. That is bad. You're not wrong. Steak and Shake makes a way better three way. I'm just saying. <laughs> um You're right. Mr. Hand, I eat that. I wear that. I process that. <laughs> I feel it.
4: Oh, you feel after you eat that stuff? You <laughs> eat it.
2: Definitely feel it.
4: Generally, in the hotel room about four or five hours later, you feel I like it. Too, I think, how did I,
1: think I had that, that right up? before a Cubs Reds game that went into like 14 innings. That's not, not, good. not the greatest. Not the greatest. Not uh, good for your summer.
2: No. Thank you, Pete. You're <laughs> right. Um, Pete said it. Pete agrees.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with. Oh. So, I wear a lot of different hats. All right. I'm a White Sox fan, first and foremost. I wear a Braves hat. Are you sure? I wear a Blue Blue Jays hat. I wear, I have almost every single MLB team hat.
4: You can't be a fan if you're not wearing a
0: hat. Apparently not. So, (laughs) that's my grievance with the people that like give me shit because I don't wear a White Sox hat every day. That's my grievance. Get over it. I like hats. I like having variety in life. I have an abundance of White Sox hats that I do wear in a rotation, but. I like to wear different hats. So Hold on.
2: Aldo, lean forward. Let me see the bill of your cap. Mr. Hand, good. It? Pete, we're good. Yep. So everybody in this tonight in this podcast wears their hat properly. Okay, if you want to be a rapper like 50 Cent, wear it like this. If you want to look like yeah. a damn duck, wear it like this. Oh <laughs> cool. But guess what? Ball players wear their shit like this. Crest the brim or walk away. Or unless you're a lefty. Then I got, you're got totally some wrong flatter shit. brim hats. Like, yes, I got some hats and...
0: that need to be worn with a little bit of a flatter brim. I feel like a lot of
1: closers wear flatter I'm flat a lefty reliever hats. now. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Get bring us time. home, k Fizz. What's the last one? Last yeah, one, number
2: three. All right. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I was, just, I was actually like triggered because we actually, poor, poor Nick Bryant, we broke his bill one year because um, he wore his hat like a duck. All right. <clears throat> the last one, and I have this, and this one's for those of you that are not listening because I know you're not. Cubs and White Sox Twitter trolls with one follower, no original posts, and only comments to those who actually make posts. I'm not sure if you're you're a burner account. I'm not sure if you're my mom yelling at me. I'm not sure if it's my grandma yelling at me from beyond the grave. If you don't have... At least 10 followers, you don't get to comment on anything related to the, our favorite teams. That'd be the Bears, that be the White Sox, that'd be the Cubs, be the Bulls, that'd be the Irish. If you have two followers and you have an account since 2012... That's fair. Your Rick burner account.
0: Which probably <laughs> is true, too.
2: I get more shit right. for people that have like four followers than anybody I'm like wondering like is this real? Oh, I don't know. And then I respond like an idiot.
0: Yeah, I I do that a lot. Where I'll get into a back and forth with someone, and then I'll click on their profile and see that it's that situation. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs>
4: oh, it's like, god, on, damn it! The favorites are the hot the hot women who friend you, and you see like they have two two followers. Like it yeah, hasn't I, it happened
1: in a while. What happened? Twitter really uh, yeah, those bots. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, the bots are.
2: That yeah. only happens when Las Vegas locally retweets me. But he has like so he my... Like, who are these people? Oh God, she has an Adam's apple.
0: Huh? My Instagram account is private, and this lady just requested to whatever, and I clicked on her account because I knew it was fake. But her bio on her account was like an exact address. <laughs> it was really, really weird. It was like an exact address somewhere in Virginia, and I was like, "This." Yeah, is... you
2: know where to send your cards. Like, yeah.
0: I think is that like. How you're proving that you're not a bot? Like I live here. It's like I don't know.
2: That was like weird. Three stars. I think three stars in your profile name says that you're you don't you, you don't fuck around. Uh, that, oh wait, no, that means you're a QAnon. Never mind.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but all right. You feel better, Fids? Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. No. So, uh okay, one yeah. More thing. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Merry Christmas to Jose Canseco.
0: You have a That's weird it. thing. Just, the Jose
2: Canseco. Just Jose Canseco. Merry Christmas to you and the Sasquatch and the aliens. I miss you. We'll go searching for Sasquatches. Sasquatches soon.
0: And what a good way to end this episode yes. then, with this comment. And fuck you. I mean, and this comment. Yeah, Baseball all right. podcast. All right, so for KFID's Aldo and thank you again to our guest Aloha Mr. Han. I am your boy, Southside Zoe. So have a safe holiday, everybody. Just be smart, be safe. We need you to come back and shit post us some more after the holidays. So, happy uh, holidays, us, everybody. Happy everybody. holidays. Take Thank care. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, probably next year.
3: You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. you for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar, yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. what you for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. on every season. It all changed.